Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuck Ree on Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Today on the show is the Falcons offensive line just going to run it back. I appreciate the optimism and the second base becoming a real high priority now for the Braves. Next, Hitting Hard with John Chuck Ree, Lockdown Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into this Thursday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to you.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser when you find us. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Of course, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Give us a five-star review there and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Well, Falcons training camp continues to roll along. Be looking out tomorrow for some potentially live coverage from training camp up in Flowery Branch. But We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later here. But I had a chance last night to talk to Steve Weish on my radio show. Of course, longtime uh, NFL reporter, NFL Network, does things for AtlantaFalcons.com. Uh, obviously was the Falcons beat writer for the AJC for several years. And we were talking about the offensive line. And, you know, Arthur Smith even talked about three of the five spots. So 60% of your offensive line is in flux. But here's where I get a little bit concerned. Are the Falcons going to just run it back at offensive line? Are they going to go back with, besides Lindstrom and Jake Matthews, are they going to go back with Mayfield at left guard, Hennessy at center, McGarry at right tackle? I don't think so. I thought Steve's answer to me when I asked him that question was interesting because he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know how much the coaches have faith in everybody's gotten better versus there's enough guys of quality to compete. And I thought about that and I was like, oh boy, okay. Because think about what we're looking at, okay? Let's take the left guard position, right? Wilkinson, Mayfield, Schaefer, maybe Dolman if he doesn't win center. Okay, Not, nobody inspires you there. The center position is Hennessy and Drew Dolman. Well, that's, you know, you know that Spider-Man meme you know, where the Spider-Mans point at one another. That's what Dolman and Hennessy are. They're the same guy. They just wear a different number and, you know, have, you know, a different facial hair growth, right? They're the same guy, though. Right tackle, we've talked about a lot. McGarry, Afedi, doesn't sound like they're going to give Mayfield a shot out there. So, okay, it's May, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, McGarry and uh, Afedi going to compete for that spot. Okay. So, look. The reality is, is that the options available to you aren't great. Now, do I think that the Falcons are going to run it back as is from last year? That's the question, right? My answer is no. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll rank in order here what I think is going to be the most likely spot to see a change year over year in the starter. We'll talk about that in just a second. But Want to mention my friends over at BlueNile.com, your best online jeweler. Listen, um, you're looking for that. You're looking for an anniversary gift, a birthday gift. Maybe you're thinking about getting engaged as we head toward fall here. BlueNile.com is the place to go. Listen, if you're looking for that engagement ring of her dreams, well, they have a great simple online tool that you can use at BlueNile.com. You can choose the shape, size, clarity of your 
and setting style of your engagement ring. Perfectly handcrafted, unique, one-of-a-kind uh, item. Maybe you got a birthday, an anniversary. You want just a special gift for that loved one. Experts are on hand 24-7 at BlueKnot.com. Talk to one of their jewelry experts, and they will help lead you in the right direction. All of your needs are over at BlueNow.com. You can celebrate those special moments or create new moments. And here's what we got going on right now for our Locked On Sports Atlanta listeners. If you head to BlueNow.com, put together your purchase. On any purchase of $500 or more, you're going to get 50 bucks off simply by using the code LOCKEDON when you get to checkout. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on when you get to checkout. Use that code for 50 bucks off your $500 or more purchase. Remember, every order is insured, ships free, and going to arrive in that discreet package. So she has no idea what's coming in the mail. She probably thinks you bought something on eBay and spending more money you don't have or whatever. But listen, uh, BlueNile.com is the place to go. Shop stress-free. It is for your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So here's where I think that the how I'm going to rank where I think the most likely changes are going to happen. I think number one is going to be center. I think Dolman is going to get that job. And again, it's the Spider-Man meme. I'm not telling you Dolman's better. I'm not a big fan of either guy at center. I think they're both undersized. They profile out the same way. I had somebody insult my intelligence the day Dolman was drafted and try to tell me he's Nick Mangold. That person probably should have been blocked on my Twitter page, but I'm nice and I don't do those kinds of things to, to people or whatever like that. But it's the same guy. But here's the difference. They didn't draft Tennessee. They drafted Dolman. This regime, I should say. The, the Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith. They drafted Dolman. They didn't draft Tennessee. If you got the same guy, you probably want the guy that you drafted. So I think he's number one. I think he's going to win that, win that position. Right tackle would be number two. And I don't know that a Fetty is better than McGarry, maybe. I, I would tell you maybe McGarry's a little bit better against a run. A Fetty may be a little bit better against the pass. But again, neither guy is very inspiring. But I think that there is a definite competition. And I think the idea that they did not sign McGarry to his fifth year, you know, did not pick up his fifth year option, I should say, um, he's not going to be here next year. I mean, unless he plays at Pro Bowl caliber level, he's not going to be here. I, I do think that there's a definite chance he could be moved around but he is a first-round pick with some experience. So we'll see, but I'm not as convinced. Um, but when you talk about the final position at left guard, they're going to run Mayfield back. I, I don't think there's really any competition for left guard. The only thing I would have said is if they want to give Mayfield a shot at right tackle where he played in college, that might be in the mix for competition and things like that. But if they're lining up Mayfield left guard, I don't think there's really any competition. With all due respect to Justin Schaefer or Dolman or anything, Wilkinson, I, there's no real competition there. So, you know, I don't think they're going to run it back. I don't think it's going to be those three guys are going to come back from last year. But we've talked about here, look, that's your big battles in camp. That right tackle spot to me is the big domino that has to fall. Because if Fetty wins that job, I think they're going to cut McGarry. I think they're going to go find themselves another swing tackle to play out there. And then you look at what Dolman or Mayfield or Hennessy or whatever. I think the domino that falls first is, is right tackle. That's going to dictate a lot about what this offensive line is going to look like. Now, 
through all of this stuff? Does it mean that the offensive line is going to be better? That's what we care about at the end of the day, right? Again, I'll say, I could care less what the name on the back of the jersey is. Just tell me they're going to be better. I don't know. Here, here's my answer to, are the Falcons is the Falcons offensive line going to be better? I don't know. And that's the problem, right? Because their offense and everything is going to be dictated. You want to be a power running game? Cool. Tell me you got offensive linemen that can open up holes. You, you want you want your quarterbacks to drop back and do some things and get it to receive? Cool. Tell me we can pass block. Because right now, I know we can't do much of anything on our offensive line. So, again, in talking to Steve Weish last night, that competition is going to be very interesting. That that competition is going to be very intriguing. I, I'm I'm I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Okay. If you run Mayfield and Hennessy back, standing side by side, and just put those two guys out there again for another season, you're not going to see improvement in your offensive line. You're not. I'm not convinced either one of those guys is supposed to be a 17-game starting offensive lineman. And remember, when we talk about offensive line, that's a group that has to be cohesive. That's a group that needs to play together all the time. You're not subbing guys in and out like you are in your defensive line. So I don't think the Falcons in any universe should put Hennessy and Mayfield back. Even if that means Dolman and Mayfield, at least that's different than Hennessy and Mayfield. So are the Falcons going to run it back with those three guys? I don't think so. I don't hope that they do that. But given the competition level and maybe some of the guys they have, they may not have much of a choice in all this. All right, when we come back, I definitely appreciate the optimism. Oh, to be young again, right? And be optimistic about everything. It is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta in the search browser. Find our page, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Of course, free and available, all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Odyssey, whatever ones you like out there. Give us a five-star review. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Oh, to be young and optimistic, right? Remember a few weeks ago when Olamide Zacchaeus had said that, you know, he thought the Falcons could be a playoff team and this, that, and the other. Well, the latest guy to jump on that bandwagon is tight end Kyle Pitts, who told The Athletic, quote, I do think we're going to contend and be able to fight for the playoffs and maybe the Super Bowl. It's a new year. I don't think about the past and negative things. Um, and also, he said that he thinks about proving the doubters wrong, quote, every day, unquote. Okay. I mean, here's the thing, right? Do these guys have to kind of go over the top and all that? No, they don't. They could temper their expectations and say, look, we're trying to just get better. Every and I know people won't like this answer either When if the player comes out and says, we're just trying to get better every day, right? Trying to give 1,000% every day. One day at a time, one step in front of that. I get all that. Okay. All, all those cliches that we don't like out there, right? It, am I like like throwing my hands up about, oh, what's Kyle Pitts saying? No, I expect him to be optimistic. I mean, the hell do you play the game for if you're not optimistic, right? Now, is it realistic that the Falcons forget the playoffs? They're going to contend for the Super Bowl? Oh, Kyle Pitts is going to get it. No. Yeah, don't, again, you can. You can appreciate what he said and not believe a word of it. Like those two things can both be true. I can appreciate being young and optimistic and thinking that you guys can do some things 
And then on the other hand, I can also believe that there's not a chance in the universe that the Falcons are going to contend for the Super Bowl. Okay. Both of those things can be true, right? Both of those things can be true. Is great to be optimistic, not a chance in the world and it happens. But again, Kyle Pitts is supposed to be, you know, one of the potential leaders on my team. He's obviously one of the young up and coming players in the league. He's one of the young stars on my team, right? On a roster that has very few people that we can identify and say, okay, is this guy a star? Is that guy a star? Oh, there's a star. Oh, we got one star here. Okay, we got a star. Okay, very few people that you can tag that with. So for him to come out and say those things that, hey, we can contend. Hey, we can potentially be a playoff team, maybe even the Super Bowl. Hey, I got no, again, hope springs eternal. I'd rather they say that because here's the reality. So USA Today, if you saw, picked the Falcons to be 2-15. and 15. Oh, do you want to sit through a 2-15 and 15 season? I don't care what it means for the future of the franchise. I don't want to sit through a 2-15 and 15 season. I want to win football games. And guess who else wants to win? Guess who wants to win football games more than me and you? Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot, Arthur Blank. They didn't bring these guys in to just kind of vagabond their way through everything, just kind of kick the can down the road and hope for the best and hope and change. They all want to win. So I don't want to sit through 2-15. and 15. I'd much rather have my guys come out and say, hey, playoffs, hey, Super Bowl, and this, that, and the other, than say, well, you know, we're just going to kind of, you know, have to try to get through things, and we know we got challenges and this, that, and the other. No. And look, they know it. You don't, you don't lose Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and the, the core of your team from the last few years. And if Debo goes, another guy that you've lost from the core of your team from the last handful of years, right? They know that. They understand. They, they look around and say, hey, you know, listen, we know we're different, but hey, let's be optimistic. You never know what can happen. They found a way to win seven games last year when they probably had no business doing that. And I will tell you, their roster last year was worse than it was in Dan's final year. They had a worse roster than they did in Dan's final year, and they won more games. So I, I'm I'm good with all of it. Hope springs eternal, right? That I, I expect my young players to say these kinds of things, and and guys like Kyle Pitts want to win, right? Kyle Pitts is not coming here hoping that Atlanta, you know, in a decade from now when he's past his prime or whatever finally gets on a winning track. No, he wants to be part of a, an organization that builds something and gets back to its winning ways, right? I mean, that's that's what you're hoping and looking for. Does that mean it's going to happen? No. Falcons aren't going to the Super Bowl. I don't think the Falcons are going to be a playoff team. I'll say again, if they win five or six games, I'll be happy. That's even better than two. <laughs> two and 15, look. Ain't going to change my fandom, but oh, the idea of sitting through a 2-15 and 15 season, like that's rough. Like that, and, and if that happens, if they drop five games year over year, you are at the bottom of the barrel. You are one of the true slugs of the NFL. There's no spinning it. I don't care what happened and why. You know, again, my football savant, Bill Parcells, always says, your record is what your record is. You are what your record is. If you're a six and eleven team, you're a six and eleven team. If you're if you're eleven and six, you're supposed to be eleven and six. Your record is what it's supposed to be. If you're two and fifteen, 
in today's NFL, in a competitive, balanced league, you are one of the true slugs and bottom feeders and sludge and muck and mire and just, you know, that nasty funk and everything that develops at the bottom of the lake and, you know, the dredgings and all the muck and mire and seaweed and gunk and junk, right? You are one of those franchises at 2-15. and 15. Even at least at five, six wins, okay, if you're only a game or two worse than you were last year by losing your franchise quarterback, among other things, that's not terrible. But if you're five games less, because every game is supposed to be close for the Falcons, right? When I say, when I say, let, let me let me rephrase that. Every game in the NFL is supposed to be close. There are, you know, times when there are big lines and there are potential blowouts and stuff like that. But there's a reason why the lines in the NFL were most of the games week in and week out aren't 10, 12, 14 point spreads. You know, in college football, most every game you look at is a big spread game, especially in the early part of the season. You know, before you get into conference play, most every week, some team is favored by 50, 40, 30, 20. You don't see that in the NFL. It's supposed to be competitive, right? So when you do see a line of double digits, 10 or more, that's a big deal. You're like, oh, man, this, is, this looks like, you know, is, is this really going to happen like this? So I, I got no problem with Pitts being optimistic, okay? I expect him to say that. And again, you know, what is reality versus what these guys say? I want them to go in thinking that they're a playoff team. I want them to go in thinking that they can shock the world. And I hope they do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, and I've said this multiple times, so we'll just go ahead and make sure we draw a line in the sand. July 28th at 10.20 a.m., I'm saying that the Falcons are going to win six games. By the way, I said they'd be seven wins last year. Did we nail that? Did we did we hit that on the head? My radio producer at the time, Jarvis Davis, and I both said they'd be a seven-win team. Did we hit that right? Just trying to remember back. You can maybe help me out on that. Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. Okay. So I'm sitting here now on July 28th saying that they are going to be a six-win team. I hope I'm wrong in the positive direction. I hope they find a way to win eight or nine games. I hope they find a way to do that. I want to watch winning football. I hope I'm not wrong that they are one of the worst rosters, if not the worst roster in the NFL, and they really are a 2-15 and 15 football team. Because if you're 2-15 and 15 and you've had two high draft classes, you ain't fixing that, brother, in just a year or two, brother. You ain't bouncing from 2-15 and 15 to, you know, 12-5 and five anytime soon. You're one of the real slugs of the universe. If you've had back-to-back drafts with an organization – and it's netted you to the point where you're taking two wins, you're going to be the Detroit Lions. Remember we talked about how the Lions, they were the last team to draft three top 10 pass catchers. They were the last team to draft back-to-back top 10 pass catchers. But they went they went even more than that. They went three years in a row with top 10 pass catchers. And remember what I said? What, what were they three years after they drafted? When they went three consecutive drafts with a top 10 pass catcher, what were they three years later? They were 0-16 in the league. I don't think the Falcons are going to be that. I think the Falcons are a better organization. But I'll give Pitts credit. Hey, put it out there. If it happens, great. But I'm not expecting Super Bowl, but I love the young man's optimism through all of this. All right. When we uh, come back, oh, boy, maybe second base is becoming more of a priority for the Braves here at the trade deadline. We'll talk about that next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. 
back on Hidden Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta in the search browser when you find our page. Hit that subscribe button. Over 2,600 folks now, part of our ever-growing community. Leave us a comment. Also free and available, all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a, uh, a five-star review, excuse me, there. And then also follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Um, programming note. Remember we talked about Andrew Benintendi yesterday? Yeah, he got traded last night. When Chuckery speaks, things happen, right? I, I wanted the Braves to make a run at Benintendi, and last night the Yankees said, we got to hurry up and get this guy. Chuckery's talking about him. Chuckery's ahead of the curve and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's got it locked up for the Braves. Let's let's go ahead and get it. So the, the Yankees got Benintendi for three pitching prospects last night. So he's off the board now. So back to square one. Now, we talked about second base a little bit the other day in talking about trades and in priority and things like that. Then you watched yesterday and Cano and an error that led to runs and this, that, and the other. Second base right now for the Braves. Good. Remember all the hype and hoopla about how good Orlando Arcia is and, oh, look at all the things he's doing and this, that, and the other. Let me give you Arcia's numbers for the month of July. He's batting 163 with a 294 on-base percentage and a 596 OPS. And by the way, if you watch him at times, he ain't exactly a wizard. He ain't exactly Brian Sandberg out there with the glove at second base. Cano, remember when he had two hits that first night? Oh, I was down at the beach. First night he plays, oh, he's got two hits. Maybe we got a little bit of something. Cano, 154, 185 on base percentage, uh, 192 slugging, 377 OPS. No homers, no RBI. He does have a double, scored one run. And by the way, not a lot defensively out there. Okay. I hate to say this, but you know, when Snitker the status of Ozzy Albies by saying there was no update and we don't really have any timetable, again, that's not discouraging, but it's not encouraging. All right. And and I don't want second base to become a black hole. With all due respect, you roll the dice on Robinson Cano, you see what he can do or can't do, and let's be honest, he ain't that guy anymore. And this will be his third chance to prove that he could be something. Well, he's not. And I don't care about his sample size and this, that, and the other. A buck 54 hitter is a buck 54 hitter. Okay. And that's what he is. Arcia is showing you that when you have to play guys like that every day, there's a reason why they're platoon players. Remember, he was hitting 300 and doing all this, that, and the other. Yeah. Buck 63 in July when he had to play a lot. So is second base now becoming a. Top priority for the Braves? Is that becoming an important position? I think, unfortunately, it is. We'll talk more about this here in just a second, but I'll talk to you about my folks over at Coffee AM. CoffeeAM.com is the place to go. Listen, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. You know, I love these folks. I drink their coffee every single day. The smell and the aroma of all the different coffees, man. You like flavored coffees, you like organic, you like dark roast, you need K cups, you need ground. Whatever you need, all of it is available to you at coffeeam.com. Check out their wide range and their selection of coffees, teas, and gift sets there. Remember, they are local here to the state of Georgia. So they're up in Canton, an online coffee company. Here's what we got going on for you, okay? Ready? Locked On Sports Atlanta listeners, go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. 
put together your order, find your coffees, your teas, your gift sets, whatever you want to put together and purchase from them. When you get to the checkout, use that coupon code at checkout, locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on. Use that coupon code at checkout and you'll get 15% off first order you place of whatever coffees, teas, gift sets, whatever order that you put together, 15% off on that first order when you use the coupon code, coupon code, excuse me, locked on L-O-C-K-E-D. Use that at checkout to get 15% off. Coffee AM is your best small batch coffee roaster in America. Love those folks. Drink it every single day. I'm a coffee junkie. So uh, trust me, I know my coffees uh, and everything. So, but look, um, I still think outfield is the top priority for the Braves. They need, and again, it's funny because, you know, when we read Jim Bowden's comments, it was the exact same thing that said, be nice to have a guy who's a left-handed hitter, top of the order, on-base guy, can play multiple positions in the outfield. Like it made too much sense for Ben Benintendi to be an Atlanta Brave, right? All right, now you got to move on. Now you're talking about the David Peraltas and, you know, whatever vagabonds of the world that, that are out there for it. Uh, Would have been nice to have an all-star gold glove outfielder, but anyway um that's that ship has sailed right so i still think outfield is a priority and they're going to sign a bullpen guy because that's just what you do right you add a bullpen guy but to me second base is more priority right now than starting pitching i I, i'm going to go starting outfielder first and i'm now at second base because it's becoming a hole with all due respect to arcia and cano that's not an answer and again you got the mets coming up in a week here Give the Mets credit. They just took two games from the New York Yankees, okay? And the lead is expanding back up. Remember when the lead was a half a game here a week ago? All right, it's back up to three now. So, look, Braves are right there, but you get some of these holes in your lineup and things like that, or you got guys who, let's face it, watching Arcia and Cano play defense at times just makes you pull your hair out. You know, not exactly, you know, going to remind you of Joe Morgan or, Robbie Alomar or Ryan Sandberg at second base, right? So I think second base has now become the number two priority for the Braves. Will they go out and get somebody? I don't know. You know, I don't know that they think of it as a high priority. My guess is they're looking hard for a starting outfielder. They're going to have to use their resources on that. Because, again, and this was brought up, and I, I mentioned it, and other experts, you know, quote-unquote, blue checkmark media pundits have mentioned uh, all of this. Braves farm system isn't what it used to be. The the dearth of prospects and things like that just aren't there right now. Now, the Yankees didn't give up a whole ton, but they gave up a little bit. But, you know, to to make these multiple moves, when you, when you start adding players from bad teams, bad teams want prospects, right? They, they, they hope that they find the, the goose that lays the golden egg for them, right? They want prospects. They're not looking for, you know, the... the the Oakland A's and the Kansas City Royals and all the, the, the you know, schmo organizations in baseball aren't looking for established talent, right? All, all the, all the you know, pond water sl- sludge teams, you know, all of those teams, not looking for established major league guys. They want young prospects, young, cheap, haven't hit their potential yet. And again, maybe one of those guys is the golden egg that they find. Maybe one of those guys is a golden egg for them and they can build around that guy just so they can trade him a few years later, right? Funny how all the bad teams always stay the bad teams uh, in baseball. But second base is becoming a hole. And without knowing what, when, or what have you, when Ozzie Albies is coming back. And at this rate, think about 
we're about to be into August. Season's coming very, very quickly here to getting to crunch time, right? I mean, Braves right now are 59 and 41. So the Braves have played 100 games. So we're not quite two-thirds of the way through the season, but it's going to happen here very quickly. Braves are going to get in a whole bunch of stretch of games, and we're going to talk in a week or two here, and all of a sudden, you know, we're more than a third of the way through the season, or two-thirds of the way through the season, I should say. So without knowing when Ozzy's going to come back, without any real solution, because watching Cano and RC at this point, I'm not saying get rid of – I'm not saying DFA Arcia. RC is a valuable piece off the bench, right? He's had some big moments for this team. He's helped them win some games. He's got five homers. He's done some good things. But reality is playing him every single day brings out all of his flaws and warts, and you put him on tape, and everything that he can't do comes right up to the top, right? Everything floats right up to the surface when you play those guys every day. Cano, at this point, there's nothing about Robinson Cano that's inspiring. Does Robinson Cano look like a guy right now who's about to go on a tear? Had two hits in that first game when he came up, and there was, oh, maybe maybe there's something. And then since then, what's he had? Two hits total since then? Hitting 154? Hey, he's got four hits in, in 26 at-bats. So after that two-hit night to start his Braves tenure, he's had two hits since then. I ain't counting on Cano. Find a second baseman. I don't know who's out there. I haven't scoured the thing. There's a reason why AA gets paid millions of dollars in salary. It's to go find guys to help your team. So we'll see, but second base has become a priority now. All right, thanks for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day. Asking to make A to Z with Mark Zeno your second listen every day. Mark is back talking all things Atlanta sports. Opinions you may not like, but you know you got to hear them. So Mark is available free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Subscribe to us today there. Also, you can download us on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Give us a five-star review when you hit there. And as always, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We will wrap up the week, probably have some coverage later on on Friday with some Falcons training camp. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta.